Welcome again to Corona Connections Worldwide, the podcast where I catch up with friends in different countries to see how this global pandemic is affecting them. My name is Angela Callender. I am your host today, and we are broadcasting from my Zoom background from the back of the St. Louis Cathedral in the French Quarter. Um, it gets brought up in the episode that this is never a street that you would see empty or an area that you would see unpopulated, but as the devoted listeners of the podcast know, I am cycling through some photography that I took earlier in the pandemic of the spooky empty city. You can find this photography if you're interested at my website, angelacalendar.com, and calendar is C-A-L-O-N-D-E-R. Don't get it twisted. Today we're going to Thailand to check in with my friend Valapa and her fiancé. Um, her fiancé is actually from Cameroon, so we get to discuss the situation in Cameroon a little bit as well. This episode is a little shorter. We had a little bit of technical difficulties at the beginning and also in the middle. <laughs> I hadn't had um, any of my Zoom meetings time out until this one. I guess I was being done a favor by Zoom in my earlier interviews, but at the 50 minute mark, which was more like the 40 minute mark of the recorded conversation because we couldn't get Valapa's audio to work at first, um, we switch over. Also, um, like the Kazakhstan episode from last time, this is one where we're having to navigate like a 12-hour difference, 13-hour in fact. Um, so it was early morning for me and I forgot to set the view to the gallery view for the first half of the conversation. So just a couple little hiccups. Um, bear with me slash us as I navigate this new world of podcasting. I'm excited to announce that I have some corrections to make. Um, apparently my mom is not the only one who listens to this podcast and my youngest brother also pops in from time to time because he was very excited to inform me that as smart as I tried to sound talking about Malcolm Brogdon playing for the Milwaukee Bucks in my France interview, he is with the Pacers now and had a great season. So um, I've been outed in my habit of finding exactly one talking point about any given subject and beating it into the ground for years, even if it is no longer true. So <laughs> keep corrections coming if you notice them. I have a few other corrections to make as well. My guest Alex in Kazakhstan last week said something like, there are 14 million homeless people in the United States. It kind of sounded like he said 40, but I think he meant 14. Um, and I looked that up and the number that I got for um, the number of homeless people in the United States is closer to half a million, which is still staggering. It's still way too many, but um, big discrepancy there that I wanted to uh, correct. Also, uh, there was just a bit of hyperbole on my part a few times. I, I liked to talk about how Americans can't go anywhere, which isn't entirely true. Um, I know we can still go to Mexico. I have a friend in Panama now. So borders are not entirely closed, but um, throughout all of this, a lot of countries have seemed to have not really want us around. Um, and then in another episode, I had mentioned that um, a bunch of the storms that were passing through the Gulf were missing Louisiana. 
when in fact I meant that they were missing New Orleans. And um, I think even in the same episode, I mentioned that Lake Charles, Louisiana has been really badly damaged by these storms. Um, so I just misspoke there. Uh, and it's been driving me mad for weeks. So I'm really glad to have that off of my chest. Um, thankfully, this is a shorter episode because this intro is taking me forever today. Uh, but do just always want to mention that you can find us on Instagram at Corona Connects Pod, on Twitter at Rona Connects Pod. And I'm doing a really bad job of keeping up with the Twitter, but uh, I'll do something today. How's that? Uh, rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you are listening or watching on. Um, and tell a friend if you think anybody might be interested in hearing these conversations oh and one final little plug if you're watching on youtube i am in my city waste union shirt which are the um the sanitation workers in new orleans they went on strike in may uh fighting for hazard pay and ppe and uh, a general living wage i mentioned in an earlier episode that there was a bit of frustration on the part of people who were considered essential workers who were really putting their lives and their families' lives on the line to do jobs such as sanitation work, um, and that they rightfully felt a certain way about people like myself who were being paid $600 a week to stay home um, while they were making considerably less than that to do their job. So um, you can find them at City Waste Union on um, Instagram. They have their GoFundMe link and everything there if you wanted to support them because to my knowledge, the strike is still ongoing. I haven't heard or seen anything about uh, a resolution being reached. So uh, yeah, just wanted to give them a little shout as well. So with that, let's go to Thailand and check in with Valapa and Martin. Let me introduce my very good friend, Valapa, and her fiancé, who I've just met, Martin, who are joining us from Thailand. Um, are you in Bangkok, or are you back in Tung Song? It seems like you go between the two. I'm back in Tung Song for, like, uh, two years now. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, Valapa became a good friend when I was teaching in Tung Song. Um, I moved there in 2011 and left in 2012, oh. so it's been almost like a decade ago. Um, but she uh, ran a restaurant that a lot of the foreigners grew to like. Um, it, it was one of those things that some of us called it the pink restaurant and some of us called it the green restaurant. And then we were like, oh, we're talking about the same restaurant. <laughs> Valapa was just a dear friend, helped us with so much. I was remembering that you, um, like when I was bringing Ollie back to America, you were the one who like called the airport and got yeah. all the information figured out for me about going three days early and having to quarantine him or not quarantine him, but check in with the airport quarantine. Yes. Um, always helping us with all sorts of things just like that. Um, and Mar Martin, where are you from? How, how did the two of you meet? So he's from uh, Cameroon, but he's been living here for? Uh, like forever. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here like seven years, but not in Tung Song. I've been living in uh, Songkla. Okay. Still, still down south of Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think I ever uh, went we... there. Sorry? I, I didn't make it. I, I, there's a lot of places in the year and a half that I was there. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, so many places. Yeah. I didn't you were in your right? You're stuck here. 
just only in Tungsong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I traveled around and we went to like Krabi um, and uh, Suratani and Kotao and Kopangan. But uh, there are so many beautiful beach communities, it's hard to go to all of them. But I always heard really beautiful things about Songkla. It is. It is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> How does it compare to Tungsong? <laughs> Whoa, you cannot imagine. <laughs> <laughs> the, the joke is that Tungsong is a small town that is not on the beach, and there's a lot of redeeming qualities, a lot of um, beautiful waterfalls we used to go visit, and friendly people, but maybe not such a, a tourist attraction. Yeah, not back time. Yeah, not exactly. exactly. I think it's the only beautiful thing in Tungsong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you still seem to travel around a lot, like you're going to Chiang Mai on, on Sunday, is that correct? Yeah. It's uh, Monday, yeah. yeah. You've been there, yeah, in Chiang Mai? Yes, when my family came to visit, um, we, we took the train up to Bangkok and then, um, I guess, continued on to Chiang Mai. Or actually, uh, no, they, my family would have flown into to Bangkok. I took the train to Bangkok, met them, then we went to Chiang Mai. That's how it worked. Um, but that's great. So throughout the pandemic, you've been mostly in Tung Song then. Well, at the peak of it, she she came to Sankla because she couldn't run her place. So she, she shut down and then she moved in with me for a couple of months. Okay. So you were still living in Sankla when the pandemic began and then only more recently, the both of you moved back to Tung Song? Well, I'm still in Sankla. Okay. He's just moving around like between Songkla and here. Okay. So it's like, uh, it was on, it started for March. Mm -hmm. It was really rough and, you know, time in oh, Tung Actually, you're maybe. Is this okay now? Can you hear me clearly? Okay, yeah. Um, so you're yeah. saying um, it started in March and that was a rough time because you had to shut down yeah. the restaurant. Yes, yes. But it was the first week, it was like people's, like, you know, they still came, but it wasn't really that uh, popular anymore for going out to eat in the restaurant because they got really scared about this. And then uh, I finally made my decision to shut my place down. Yeah, for mm -hmm. that. And then I just, yeah, I just moved to just spend a couple months in SoundCloud with, with him. Okay. And was it the same in Songkla where a lot of the restaurants and bars shut down? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a countrywide rule that was passed by the government that, that all the businesses should shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially for like the first month of it, it uh -huh. was a really complete shutdown because even the restaurants were asked to shut down. They could only just do like uh, delivery, but mm -hmm. they couldn't entertain guests. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure like tourism had basically completely cut off, right? Like people weren't able to, to come and visit. What do you do in yeah. Songkla, Martin? I teach too. You, oh, you're a teacher. Okay. Uh, yeah. and, and so were schools also shut down at that time as well? Uh, around that time. Break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, it was just about school break. School break was in April. So shut down uh, last week of March. Yeah, started at last week of March. So yeah, mm -hmm. it was just about school break. Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of convenient timing. 
Um, and then I know um, the famous holiday is in April, Songkran. Um, was did people like still try to do that in their own little way, or or was it basically completely shut down? Yeah, it's completely shut down yeah. from yeah. everywhere. Yeah, even us like we were planning to make a plan for like Bali or Chiang Mai that time on April's because mm -hmm. uh, it got holiday, but then we booked it everything. You know, but then uh, the government just announced it's like, um, so it's no more Songkran and the time, so everything out. Right. And uh, Songkran, for people who are unfamiliar, is the uh, the famous water holiday where everybody just oh, th like throws water. I, and when yeah. I was in Thailand, um, I moved there like two weeks before Songkran. So like it was kind of like welcome to, to Thailand and it was such a fun um, yeah. thing to do. And then the second year I was there, we had Wayne and I had gone to Bali and mm -hmm. just booked it wrong. We, we came back like the day after Songkran, like we we. I don't know. We were being yeah, stupid. Being <laughs> we like came back and like all the all the like cars were like you know how people put spray on the cars mm -hmm. and everything. We're like, did we miss? We missed him. What were we thinking? <laughs> but actually, we just only had like one thirteen. But like in Chiang Mai, they run is at like a week for mm -hmm. some run, like seven days, ten days. Yeah. So it's like different. like every year is different. Uh huh. Um, did and you this get year was totally <laughs> this year was totally different? Yeah. And I don't know, like right now, um, our, our Thanksgiving holiday in the United States is coming up and people are having to make the decision. Like my family from Virginia, uh, for the past, basically since I came back from Thailand, we've been spending this very important holiday with good family friends in North Carolina. So my family would come down from Virginia and a bunch of us would get together. And now I'm in New Orleans and one of the daughters of the other family are in Chicago. So if we like did the event this year, it would be like people coming from four different states and like between 15 yeah. or 20 people together. And we had to be like, I don't think so, guys, we can't do it this year. But I think that other people probably still are doing Thanksgiving celebrations, even yeah. when they're told not to. So like if for you, for you, like in Songkran, so early in the pandemic, before people really had a chance to be um, kind of conditioned to know how bad it was, were people still trying to have their own little celebrations in some areas, or were people pretty good about knowing that we can't do this holiday and and we need to just like stay at home and not try to celebrate? Wow, um, you could ha you could barely see people outside, but I think yeah. families got together, yes. just like mm -hmm. home. You know, like kind party is home. Yeah, like, yeah. We actually we had a uh, curfew. Yes. Yeah, yeah was, we had curfew. curfew too. Okay. Like ten p.m. You cannot get out of the house after mm. ten p.m. This was like a month or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Even in a Same. even even in the small towns like Tungsong, they were having no. they a curfew. Everywhere in Thailand. Yeah. Okay. This was a curfew. Even car driving, like driving cars, uh -huh. after ten p.m. Everything had to shut, or you have to have the a little from, you know, from the city that you need to do something, but the curfew time was really difficult for us. Yeah, I think, I think they also like told people not to move from one province to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cannot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot the water is strict yeah. about this. They check in, you know. Wow. During the day, they're fine, but after 10 p.m., yeah. it's really rough. 
So there were um, like checkpoints on the roads and stuff to prevent yeah. people from driving between province to province. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And then, so that lasted about a month, what sounds like a pretty strict lockdown with businesses shut and curfews and, and keeping people from traveling between provinces. And then yeah. after a month, uh, cases had gone down or did you even ever have a big outbreak or a, a large number of cases? Not really. So Not th really. these these were mostly just preventive measures. We know it's in the region. Let's like shut everything down now to get ahead of it. And then like, so did you like, and, and did that, was that pretty effective in preventing um, a spread? And then you were able to start opening up again after that? I think it worked. It, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it really worked. Actually, because at some point, most of the cases that were being uh, recorded were people coming from yeah. overseas. You That's know. really shaky. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Have you spent any time in Bangkok uh, during this time? No. One time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because my sister. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We took uh, my sister. You remember, Ned? The, the youngest one? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll say, we'll say yes. <laughs> she was party with Kyle <laughs> one time. And then, oh, see, yeah, I, don't, I never even met Kyle. So maybe maybe oh, it was okay. after. Oh, yeah, Kyle yeah. came after my time. Yeah, I missed yeah. a whole other chapter. Yes, yes, yes. And then, uh, yeah, I took my sister. But on that time, we drove to Bangkok because the uh, transportation. And that time, they cut them down yeah. cannot fly you cannot yeah. take a train or bus van nothing the only option that you can do just drive right but you need to make a report and you need to get the letter that you have to cross like all these provinces that you need to show because some they have like a checkpoint and they need to check your paper because if you don't have the paper they send you back home so what was your sister traveling to bangkok for like what was your reason that you uh, the letter to study okay in university yeah okay um and so when you were on this journey and that's pretty long i remember it's like 13 hours by train how long is it to drive About 10 hours yeah it was like 10 yeah. hours okay we oh you stopped. went as well martin yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we yeah um and and so did you get stopped along the way no not really no, no we did not no, no. Did you um, like stay overnight somewhere on the way to break up the journey, or did you just drive the whole way? No, we drove. No, we drove straight. the whole way. Okay. We left quite early, so we got the mm -hmm. like midday. And when was that? July. Is it? Yeah, this was yeah, July. 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 And did you yeah. notice the vibe in Bangkok was a little different, or did it feel pretty similar um, to? Mm -hmm. That time we, I think we were getting better in that time. Yeah. We started to get really like, you know, yeah. because uh, after Cofield and uh, the government started to allow us like, like a bar, mm -hmm. because bar has been closing for months. Yeah. And then they allowed it to start the business again. But then everywhere else now in, in, in Thailand, especially in Bangkok, we need to close at midnight. midnight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit of a different vibe. <laughs> yeah, but one restaurant, like, you know, living there is still, like, okay. It's just no bit, foreigners. Yeah. Only Thai people now and then, um, you know, it's it's look a little bit like 
quiet and <laughs> you know it, it's really different yeah. yeah especially with the fact yeah. that you have to close at midnight you know Hi. Yeah. Around that time when everything starts happening. So if you tell people to go home, <laughs> some some people they just oh, okay, just I have just two hours a night, like after dinner, like to hang out. It's it's not really that you know fun no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not enough time for us. Yeah, no. I, New Orleans is a very tourist based place as well. Um, so it, like I've, I'm doing this thing with my Zoom backgrounds where I'm showing all these photos where there's just no people around, which like this is where, where I like quote unquote am right now. It's like a very popular place. Like you never see this street like, oh wait, wrong way. Like it's never <laughs> <Yeah>. empty. <laughs> Um, and in some ways it was kind of nice. Like it, like in some ways it was like, Oh, especially to take pictures, like to like be able to take beautiful pictures in the French quarter without tourists everywhere. And to feel like you, you get to enjoy your city a little bit. Um, but then yeah, like locals also are subjected to the same things like, Oh, I might also want to go to the bars. I might want to do this. Um, and now that tourists are allowed back, um, I mean, it, it has been, not good in a lot of cases like and they keep changing the rules for the bars like in new orleans um we're kind of famous for you're able to take your drinks to go in most places in america you can't take your beer or your your cocktail out of the bar when you want to leave but in new orleans you can like historically like we're very famous for that Uh, yeah just walk in the streets with it with your drink and it was sort of funny because in a lot of places in the united states that before they didn't allow this, they made new rules because they don't want people to stay in the bars. So especially when the weather was nice, they're like, you know what, like, and to help the businesses, like, okay, we want the businesses to stay in business. Okay, you can take your cocktails to go. It's a new thing we're allowing. But in New Orleans, they actually did the opposite. They're like, okay, man, this is a problem. Like, we still got all these tourists coming to town and like flooding the streets with the drinks. Um, Now bars cannot do to-go drinks. And so it was like, it was totally backwards. It was like completely backwards from what was happening in other places and now we're allowed to do it again but like halloween which was around two weeks ago um the french quarter was just which is the the like kind of popular the oldest area of town and the um in the the popular area for tourists and you know i saw i i went through a stroll with my mask on um earlier in the day just to see it and it was bittersweet because like part of my heart just like felt really happy to like see people in costumes in the French Quarter again and to hear music like just these things that you really missed but then just like looking around and like seeing so many people and a lot of people are not wearing masks and sure enough it's like two weeks later now and we're seeing a huge spike um um so so like that was what people were basically predicting would happen that like everybody would forget that we're in a pandemic for Halloween and then um and now we'll see the the effects of it um but so you said that you were doing better in July so does is that to say that you're also seeing a bit of a spike now are you in a a second wave like a lot of places no no I think Thailand is pretty pretty safe yeah. I can say at the moment is yeah. is tours like are foreigners allowed to come in or are your borders still pretty closed they just let a group of Chinese go yeah. in <laughs> this is the first round for yeah. Chinese people yeah. but they're pretty sick and they have like quarantine stuff yeah now like many hotels in Thailand they started to do this kind of uh, how to 
for this, like, they can have like a long stay people to stay in their hotel for like two weeks, three oh, weeks, yeah, and they have a, yes, they have a, like a, like a new offer for them. Like okay. quarantine. Yeah. Like the business, because uh, it's really affect like this uh, tourism stuff and all the hotel things. Like, yeah. You know, but sorry, you broke up a little bit. Are you saying that the the hotels kind of have like a quarantine package almost like to build in the quarantine time into their stays? Yeah. It's like a new choice for customer. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was uh, interviewing my friends in Curacao, um, the a Caribbean island that is also very dependent on tourism, they were talking about their quarantine rules and, and everything. And, and we mentioned how it's such a, a difficult thing to have to plan into a vacation because most people only take a vacation that's like two weeks long. So if you're going to like travel somewhere and like have to quarantine. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it's just like they can ensure you when you stay here, say you got a paper to confirm that, okay, you clean and stuff like that. Like hotel, we do this to you. We hand you about all the documents and stuff. So it'd be the, not a good way for this business and then, you know, getting people like they check in before they let tourists like in. Mm -hmm. So are, is China the only country that are allowed to visit at this point or is that just the, the they're allowing this one group of people? No, no, not just the Chinese. Actually, yeah. two of my friends who, who are teachers, they just got into the country. Uh, one of them, the ladies from the Philippines, she she had a quarantine in Bangkok. Uh, the other one had it in uh, Krabi. That's where she works. Uh, a friend of mine too came in from Cameroon. She also had a quarantine. So it's not just the Chinese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you, I mean, I guess you and Valapa are together, but did you ever consider like going back to Cameroon during this time or did uh, foreigners who were in, in town to teach, like, did they have to make this decision? Like, do I want to stay here or should I try to go back to my country while I still can? Do you know people who ran into that? Well, like for me, uh, my, my country shut down pretty quick. I think we even shut down the borders before Thailand and well, at that time, too, when it just started, I just thought it's going to be for something for just like a month. You know, I didn't expect it to last this, this long. Mm -hmm. So I, I wasn't thinking of that. That wasn't an option because I knew that if I go back, probably I'll get stuck. Like most of my friends, they were back home for like eight months, especially the one that just got back into the country. She was there for like nine months or so. So because most people went back home around that time, around school March, break. yeah, school break. So okay. yeah, they got stuck. So. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then in April or late April, flights, there were no flights anymore right, no. from Bangkok. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. The airport was like, they were only receiving uh, ties who were out of the country. Right. Yeah. And then how, how did that affect visas? Like, um, did they, it seems like people would run into an issue where maybe now they're overstaying their visa because they're stuck here. Where, where, do you know if they, you know, made exceptions for people overstaying visas in that yeah, situation? They gave, yeah. Uh, uh, people who were here on, on tourist visas, they did free extensions for everybody. Okay, that's yeah. good. I think it's still going on up till the yeah, end of this still. month. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and is school back in session now? Or are you back to teaching or how is that working? It is. We we started uh, in when is yes, that? Uh, August. So, yes, in August, yes. but we started teaching online for a month and then we went back to school and then each class will send in just half of the students mm -hmm. per day. The next day, the other half comes, you know, they kept mm -hmm. them swapping. But now everybody's back to school. Okay. When you, when they were doing the half and half, would the half of the kids who stayed home, were, would they follow along with the lesson online or were they really just going to school half the time? Well, that is what they said. <laughs> they, they said you could teach in class and then use Zoom to teach the others at home, but it wasn't effective. So right. It was just a waste of time. So what I was doing is that I just told them, hey, you're back home, just stay home. When you come back to school, I'm going to teach you the same thing. So that was it. I just had to repeat. Got it. Yeah. Got it. What age do you teach? Uh, I teach their higher level, Matthew. Okay. Gotcha. Between 13 to 18. Yeah. Oh, so you, and you teach across the whole, the whole. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm having to remind myself how it worked. It's like, oh yeah, you do it. Just like. <laughs> you need to restore about this. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I, I think maybe I should just go back, but I I wouldn't want to bring Ollie back across the ocean and I wouldn't want to <laughs> leave him here either. So a dog. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh yeah, you think I'm talking about a child? <laughs> no, you found him on the street. Yes, yeah, my my dog um Ollie Balapo can show you some pictures. <laughs> Ollie uh, luckiest dog ever. Yes. Now she is in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I brought up overstaying the visa, I was reminded of my own situation because I was overstaying my visa a little bit. And I think it was like $25 a day. Um, and just the way, Valapa, you, you were the one who figured out for me that he, we had to check him in at the airport and then he had to, like, exactly three days before we flew. <laughs> yeah. So, so we went to Bangkok, checked him at the quarantine, which was very funny. The vet didn't even like touch him and was like, asked me what sex the dog is. I'm like, uh, like, I think hell. Um, and then, yeah, we had to put him in a kennel and just had three days in Bangkok. And then when I went to fly, like got him from the kennel, go to the airport, the airport staff or the airline staff came and said, we're really sorry, but you can't fly today there's a, an emergency, like we'll have to put you on tomorrow's flight. And it was because there were human remains, like a corpse was also flying on the same plane. And they have to keep it cold in the cargo hold for a corpse and they have to keep it warm for an animal and the corpse won. And I was just like, what? Like, I mean, whatever, these are the rules, but I'm already overstaying my visa. Like I did everything right. Like I, <laughs> I thought there was this exactly three days rule. So yeah, I remember when I, when I left, I like had to pay even like 20, 25 extra dollars. <laughs> Uh, were there ever like mask requirements or are there still mask requirements to wear masks when you're in public or anything like that? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> but you know, like, if we go to like a department store or place yeah, like that, to. then you need to wear it because people are going to look at you and then don't, don't let you in yeah, because yeah. they have a checkpoint in the front. But then the restaurant is the place, the bar is the place that you don't need to wear it. <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. was just talking about this when we saw 
So what's different? Why you wear the mask? So then you go to the shopping mall, but then in the restaurant and you know the small packs, like more people at the bar, dancing club, and they, they don't even have to wear this. So, mm. um, and at a restaurant, is it? Are you supposed to have limited capacity and like keep the tables spaced out or anything like that, or is it just like normal restaurant? There's no more now. Yeah. <laughs> My normal functions like they're singing karaoke now, you know. Oh like, gosh! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was fast. Yeah. I thought it would be longer than this, like you know, to quote quarantines and about it. But Thai people, they're really, it's really good about this. Uh, well, <laughs> they, well, I can easily say that uh, in Thailand they kind of beat the virus, mm-hmm. you know. So life is almost back to normal. Yeah. yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> was really difficult. Oh, yeah. They sacrificed, you know. They really did a great uh-huh. deal of sacrifice for this. Just, okay, just like, yeah. okay, give it three months and then we did our base for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just take, like, it's going to be another round for the pandemic. But I then, think you know, it like, worked. Yes. And did you get the impression that, like, your national government and then the province governments, they were all working together pretty well and, and kind of sharing the same goal? Or did some areas fight back a little bit against it? Or well, um, <laughs> I don't think anybody, yeah, I don't think anybody fought against it. You know, yeah. in some provinces, the rules were a little bit stricter than the others. Yeah. Like, in Songkla, I, I saw a couple of, uh, posters that said if you aren't wearing a mask you're gonna pay like 20k yeah. uh yeah yeah it's just like a big yeah, sign down yeah. the street although i never saw anybody find but <laughs> i heard it i heard in phuket uh foreigners were yeah foreigners had to pay those who were in yes. the mask. yeah it's wasn't yeah. strict well, yeah i saw it like waste my max i'm trying to <laughs> find my- <laughs> yeah yeah, but people it's really it's really work this thing out together. And I understand that there were protests in Bangkok recently about some things involving the new king and, and people speaking out about that. Um, like when people were gathering for these protests, like were they masking up or, or did they not feel like they needed to? Because it's basically <laughs> yeah, it was the news. <laughs> Um, actually, yeah, I, I, I've seen on the news that they like protecting themselves by wearing masks, but then the big crowd of people like yeah. thousand, I don't know if it's working or, you know, it's really risky too for this. Yeah. Even with the mask. Yeah. Still violent streets in Bangkok. Yeah. But, yeah. But they're pretty much still wearing the mask. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do you want to, just because it's a, it's an interesting thing. Do you want to talk about those protests at all and, and explain um, just the, how the monarchy works in Thailand and what people were protesting about or, or do you not want to talk about it or should you not really talk about it? Like, I don't know how, how strict. Yeah, I take a deep breath from this COVID stuff. I can't even think about the others that I want to get back and run my things and try to get back to normal like on track to work make money and try to carry on all my crew and you know to work mm-hmm. this out but um people there i don't know he's teaching all his students and then i think even here we do have like a small small purchase too but not as in bangkok it's really like like a place but in in tung song i don't Hear anything in Tung Song, mm-hmm. but in Songkra, in his school, mm-hmm. they have. Well, I, 
I, I really don't know exactly what it is they're protesting about. <laughs> but um, I've seen a few students raising up three fingers. And they said, they... <laughs> so, uh, it's just like they just want three things to change, like from Thailand now. Like, they don't want this government no more. So, it feels like eight years by uh, working and all this... Uh, social stuff like you know okay. after they're taking over from the old like government and then people feel like they it's not getting better by being under them but they keep running their their job and then but then we we get really like it's pretty hard to explain for this too but then the other things came across after the king ramani passed away we didn't really want the the, this royalty no more like we don't want King Ramatan or we don't we don't want to be under the royalty no more like gotcha. type people hold on one, one second the, it's going to cancel my meeting so I'm going to I have to email you another um, invite link wow I need you I need you as my tech guy uh, <laughs> I would have been really mad about that <laughs> thank you <laughs> Um, so to just, yes, uh, if I decide to keep this in, we had to restart a meeting and Martin was kind of <laughs> that I was not recording. So great with the with the international te technical difficulties. Uh, and I was just recapping that, uh, as Balapa had been saying before we had to cut off that people weren't super happy with the new king, which was something that I had um, been prepared for based on what people were telling me about the old king who was so dearly beloved and who had led the country for so long when I was living there. Um, and so what is happening in, in regard to that? Like, are people, like, is there any true consideration to like treat the monarchy differently than it has been in the past or is that not really an option and and this is the way that that it is well the rules about the monarchy is still there the thing is maybe people think they're the monarchy is not treating them the same way uh, the previous yeah for like the previous one like this one doesn't care or something yeah yeah you know Especially during the time of doing anything like your father, like yeah. That. So it's just like uh, they got comparing between. Yeah, they start comparing, and then they be like, "Well, if we are not even getting anything from this yeah. monarchy thing, then let's just we'll be free. Yeah, let's mm -hmm. just be free from it." Yeah, and I think in in the UK they're dealing with similar things. Like a lot of people are wondering, like why why do we still have this very outdated institution? Like a lot of money. We can't even talk about this because yeah. it's illegal. You know about this, right? When we talk about the monarchies, then it's always illegal. So people don't want that part in our life. No, we want to be free. We want to talk about this on the street, like without you know fear of going to yeah. jail. Mm -hmm. And and that is, from what I understand, the way that the protests have been framed to me, um, that is is sort of what sparked this latest round, that some college students did speak out against the monarchy and then were, I don't know, prosecuted or penalized mm -hmm. for it. On the process, it's about the COVID stuff too. If it's what the King Ramanai, he would do lots of 
things like so you know to to help people like Thai people but then the, the Ramatan he didn't do anything he just escaped like he stayed in Germany and then you know he just came here sometime when people wanted him to just to give him some things like you yeah. know and this this country been running like taking tax from people like from Thai exactly. people like and doing nothing for us that's why this case it just happened like for the police like we don't want this no more because mm-hmm. they are taking all this money from people but they don't serve this country that well you know like the previous king so that's why they don't want it and they want to fix some like law like Thailand they wanted to change a few laws yeah, change. About, yeah. but mostly it's like about monarchies mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like being under or like we don't want this to take us the advantage no more about yeah. Did the government offer any type of financial assistance to individuals or to businesses that lost income during that time, or not really? Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't even have time. It's like 5K. No, they don't really pay. They don't really cover. Like, you know, they only give like 2 million, uh, right, for like kind of a small money, like 3,000 baht. So, person to just spend during these two months after COVID, like, you know, like government would share with you like 50% or yeah. that's what I heard. But then I just see all the agreements, like they will help you to pay you 150 bucks per person per day. Like when they said like they would share with you half of your expenses, um, yeah, of your expenses mm. but it's not true. Yeah. To uh, just to put that in context, is it? I think it's when I was there, it was like thirty baht to the dollar. Is it about the same? Do you know? Because um, uh, th- now it's like thirty-four, I think. Okay, 34. so three thousand would now be even less than a hundred dollars, and so yeah, that's not it's not a lot of of assistance. They're trying to cover up because of the protests too. They they're trying to do something like to to make people feel, hey, I'm helping you now. I'm handing you like three k, five k. But this is a second round, mm-hmm. like for another like two million people. Yeah. You know, like um, but then it's just it's it's not. Really anyway, they also made something like uh, I think they paid half of the electricity bills. Yeah, yeah. Like in okay. the during the previous yeah around previous, like COVID yes, you can't really ask for the refunds. I think uh, like for a month or two months mm-hmm. from the electricity and water bills. You know they help you from that. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it was the the government was helping with those bills, or the utility companies um, comp to the bills themselves. The government. The government made okay. half. half of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, but that, it, like, is that still being offered now that things are, are opened up or has that been cut off? It's been cut off. Now you pay your bills. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just the cover just like a couple months. Yeah. I think like two months. Yeah. Got it. Um, let's see what else. Oh, um, were there any widespread testing programs available? Like have either of you been tested or did you have the option of getting tested if you had wanted to be or well the irony about it was that getting it was very difficult for people to even survive at that time you know no mm-hmm. work everybody was home and yeah, just home and Coke the testing home. was extremely expensive yeah okay yeah way over the top so and then they said if if you 
go to their maybe to a hospital to get tested if you test positive you're not going to pay but if you test negative you're going to pay so who's going to want to pay yeah. money to get that? so it's better stay home <laughs> So, so I, I have good news and I have bad news. You're negative, but you owe me a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, but that's also really safe yeah. enough, yeah. like you know, because they they check in and then they're making a report every single day. Throw back time about that, so we know like which area is really risky. Yeah, like to go out, you know, or stay in the house, like yeah. at, like mostly at the border, like Thailand. I don't think I don't think anybody actually woke up one day and then say, "Oh, I'm going to the hospital yeah. to get tested to pay that amount of money." Yeah. Only in Bangkok. Yeah. This was rough in Bangkok because Bangkok is the capital, and then people come from everywhere. Yeah. That's why it's very very rough there. But it's like like countryside like this, no, not machines. Yeah. They only keep themselves in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do do you know how your situation compares to like Malaysia or Cambodia or uh, Myanmar or anything? Um, were, were all your neighboring countries pretty pretty good about it as well? Or well, I think there was a spike in Singapore. Uh, Philippines should be the highest right now after China, of course. Uh, Malaysia, I don't know much. Really, yeah. yeah, I don't know we much. Didn't really- Humans about like uh, yeah Malaysia or yeah. Vietnam or Laos or Cambodia, you know, like yeah. not really because yeah. those kind of country are not really like a touristic yeah. like area for but Thailand, you know. For us, the way that like the situation that I understand it to be abroad, like Vietnam is held on this pedestal of like P- Vietnam handled it so well. Vietnam is, is like the yeah. the picture. Yeah. And I wanna, I know Chris is uh, in Vietnam, um, so I, I kind of wanna get him on one of the interviews to see how things have been there. Um, what is the situation like in Cameroon now? Ah, uh, it's fine. Uh, it's. It's pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one digits right now. Okay. And are there still significant lockdown measures or has it opened up a lot? No, it's opened up. Within Cameroon, it's opened up. But I don't know uh, if the borders have been opened up for people to come in, but people can now fly out. Okay. But I don't know about flying into the country, yeah. Got it. Um, and was your family affected very much? Or are your family still okay? Yeah, yeah, my family is pretty much okay. Just for a few of my family members who are business people, they had to, at some point, they had to shut down, you know. But they're all open now, yeah, up and running. Gotcha. Um, and the last question that I like to end on is what the perception of the situation in the United States is if, if it's being talked about in other countries, because at least me and people who feel the way that I do, we're like sort of embarrassed by the handling of the situation. We think it's very sad that there have been all of these deaths that, I mean, there are always going to be some deaths, but it just wasn't handled very quickly and there wasn't a very uniform um type of measure that was put into place, um, especially our leadership at the top was treating it like a hoax basically for a long time. So um, I'm always curious as to whether other countries are are regarding it in the same way or if it's not even really on your radar or, or what the perception is in general. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my sister is in the U.S. too. She's in Ohio. Okay. So uh, she's uh, she's a nurse. So most of the updates I get it from her. Like when it was, you know, really at its peak. I don't know how high it is right now in the U.S. It's, it's the highest it's ever been. Like we, yeah, we. I saw something that there were seventy thousand new cases reported on um, November 1st and there were 140,000 new cases reported on November 11th or something like like it's gone up a lot a lot yeah. yeah so most of the times I got the information from her like I remember one time I called her she just got back from work and she was just quiet and I was like what's going on are you so tired today and then she just started crying and she said she just watched the woman die from COVID she said she's scared every day going to work because uh, she 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 you know she actually gets in contact with people she people who have been tested positive. So and then she kept on saying that she also believes that uh, if people can just distance themselves from each other or just put on a simple face mask, just like your when you have cold, you sometimes put on a face mask so that you. Don't Take others, you know, she thinks that it's really going to work because she said it's it's really a risk for them too as the first responders, you know, they are every day. So, I, I mean, I didn't hear it from the news, which sometimes your mm -hmm. government will say fake news, but then <laughs> I, I heard it from someone who actually, you know... Yeah. She wouldn't want to lie to me. For, no, you know. no. And I mean, like, what better perspective? Like, I would trust a first responder over the news, exactly. even like a trusted news source, like just somebody who's in there, like really experiencing it. Exactly. I have a friend who um, is a pulmonologist here in New Orleans and happened to be in like the pulmonology, like lungs <laughs> in the middle of this like respiratory illness when it first spiked and yeah, I talked to him in the first couple of weeks of it being here and he was like, yeah, I had the worst day of my career yesterday. Five people died while I was like at work. And, and that was really early. And up until recently, we had done a pretty good job of like keeping numbers down because it, it, it was shocking to deal with that level of sickness and, and death early on. And yeah, we were like, it, it's not that hard to wear a mask. It's not that hard to, but other areas of the country didn't have to go through the same thing. Where is she in Ohio? Like Cleveland or Cincinnati or something? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, across the country, people are having those experiences. So she could really be anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, thank you. Th thanks to her for her, her work. It's so important. Um, and we're, we're thankful for her service. So <laughs> pass that on. Um, thank you both for so, so much for joining the call and uh, speaking with me. Do you have any final thoughts uh, that you wanted to share or any questions for me or, or anything? Um, nothing much. I just think you guys should take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I I so agree. <laughs> people shouldn't go to educate people that hey, don't let the government control your life. Well, it's not just about the US. It's it's almost uh, everywhere. You, you know. Yeah. If it was something that was only in the US, you might start thinking that okay, maybe this is just a hoax or something. But it's mm -hmm. everywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, you so, your family, everyone there, they're okay. 
Yeah, they're okay. My grandma, um, so my mom's family is all in Minnesota, like in the mid part of the country up by Canada, kind of. Um, and oh. and when that and my grandma still lives at home alone. She just turned 85 this year. So but she's like a very, like able person, just like so capable. Um, and I'm sure she heard the news and took it seriously. But my aunts and uncles up in Minnesota were like, mom you're not leaving the house like we're gonna bring you your groceries you gotta so she was joking at the beginning she's like i'm grounded i'm 85 years old and I'm grounded like, um but i did get to see her when um the the curve was sort of flattened over the summer um my family and i got tested and i drove up from new orleans and my family drove from virginia and we got together in in wisconsin which is right next to minnesota where we have a lake house and i got to see my grandma which was really nice but um my youngest brother who had a baby last year um he and his family did not come over the summer because they didn't want to drive with the baby and they didn't really want to fly so i haven't yeah. seen my youngest brother or his wife or my nephew since um like last christmas um and I, like I was hoping to see them for Thanksgiving, but like I said, we decided we're not going to do that. So I think I think for Christmas, I probably still will drive to Virginia and then try to, you know, just stay with my family and and not see too many people. Because again, I think that I think it's important to have measures because you clearly can't trust people to like do the right things. But like, I can trust myself to do the right things. Like I'll wear my mask and I'll sanitize my hands and I'll stay distant. So in some cases it's like, if I can trust myself and I can trust these people, like I would love to be able to go to North Carolina for this gathering. But I don't know, I just quoted those numbers to you. Like you, you can't see cases rising like this and, and feel like, like you get to do the things that are being told not to do to other people. But I, I, I do hope that I can go home for Christmas and, and see my family um, and that the situation won't be so bad that I feel that that's not a good idea. Um, but yeah, no, everybody, everybody's okay. My sister-in-law is a nurse um, and I know her sister was put onto a COVID unit for a while um, despite like she's they they work in the NICU like on tiny babies, but they just needed to bring more people into the COVID units for a while. So I know her sister was doing that, and it was pretty intense and pretty hard. Um, but I haven't heard any recent information about that, and for the most part, everybody is is doing fine. Okay, that's great. Yeah, you gotta just stay safe. Yeah. Got <laughs> a new president. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. When he finally gets um, gets inaugurated, I guess it sounds like some of Trump's lawsuits that he was trying to file got turned down this week. So that was that was a nice development. It's yeah. been such a ridiculous process, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks again so much for talking. It was really nice to meet you, Martin. And always great to see you, Valapa. I am glad we've we tried scheduling, we tried scheduling this so many times. <laughs> we finally did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, take care, and I can't wait until I can come to Thailand again and visit with you again. It will be really, really wonderful. All righty. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
All right, folks. Well, that's that. Thanks again for checking in with the Corona Connections Worldwide podcast. Be back next week. Not entirely sure where. Haven't scheduled it yet. Uh, please do find us on Instagram at Corona Connects Pod or Twitter at Rona Connects Pod. And as always, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. Thanks. See you next week.